Do you know that from your position you can change a situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shedmo Baji as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. Is there someone here who has been blessed so far? Amen. It's a special kind of ministration. Glory to God. Please, you may have your seat. I love the Lord. Amen. Do you love the Lord? I really do. Because God is lovable. I said God is lovable. He's loving. <laughs> Thank God. Hallelujah. All right. Let me just share with you very briefly what God placed on my heart. I shared a couple of them during the course of the spiritual ministration in songs. Hallelujah. Father, we receive your word with open hearts today. We thank you for your benevolence, speaking to us, meeting our needs, changing our lives, transforming us. We thank you, Father, that in the name of Jesus, everyone is changed and blessed. Amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> you remember the other time Pastor Biomi came forth, and then he was talking about the fact that we need to rejoice, not just when we feel things are fine, but all the time, according to God's word, not in circumstances and in our bank accounts, but in the Lord. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord always. That means there's a place to rejoice. It's in the Lord. When you consider who you are in him, what he's done for you in him, what he's doing for you in him, what he's doing through you in him, you rejoice. Hallelujah. And anyone who has found God's word, greets it with rejoicing. That's the best way to greet the word of God. Amen. When you want to pay homage to God's word and receive God's word, you receive God's word with joy. That's how to receive the word. The Bible says in Psalm 119 and verse 162, I rejoice at thy word, at thy word, as one that findeth great spoil. See? As one that findeth great spoil, I rejoice. You see, God expects us to rejoice. It's his will for us to rejoice. Why? Because we've got every reason in God to rejoice. He's our joy. He's our satisfaction. He's our righteousness. He's the way. He's the solution. He's everything we are looking for. The Bible calls him the desire of all nations. He's the desire of all nations. You see, all the tumults and the commotion, crisis, strife, wars going on all over the world is because of one thing. They are looking for something and they have not yet found it. So in frustration, they are burning their grievances on others. 
Jesus is the desire is my life. Come on, one more time. Say, God's word is my life. You see, God's word is your life. Is your life, is your existence, is your living, is everything about you. Glory to God. So we rejoice. Amen. I want to share with you very briefly the ministry of God's word as it has to do with our specific needs. The ministry of God's word as it has to do with our specific needs. As it addresses our specific needs. People have needs. And to have needs or to have a need is not a crime. Sometimes when people have need of one thing or the other, people think that they are out of place or they don't really love God. That's why they are in need of one thing or the other. You see, that someone is in need of something does not mean the person is a criminal. But it is not good not to have your needs met. God wants you to have your needs met. He wants to meet your needs. If you're in need of healing, Jesus is your healer. He's your Jehovah Rafika. See? God is a need-meeting God. So you see, if you've got needs, don't feel strange. Don't feel out of place. If you have need of money, don't feel like, oh, why am I in need of money? He's your Jehovah Jireh. That means he's the God who reveals provision unto you. See? If you are in need of direction, wisdom, the way to go, then he is your shepherd, Jehovah Rohai. He is the God who leads you, your shepherd. He says, I will instruct thee. I will teach thee in the way thou should go. I will guide you with my own eyes. So you are not like the mule or the horse whose mouth must be held with beats and bridles, lest they come near thee. Psalm 32 and verse 8. See? So God is everything you need. If you are in need of life in any aspect of your endeavor, then he is the life, the Zoe. He is the Zoe. He is the life. He is the one who quickens us. And makes us alive by his word. So whatever your need is, God is the meter of your needs. Hallelujah. He's the meter. Glory to God. <laughs> you see? He is the one, the sufficient one. Able enough to meet every need that comes your way. Little one that the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. It says, and God is able to make all grace abound towards us. He's able. Glory to God. You see, God is able. There is no question of whether or not he is able. He is able. 
That means he's got the ability to make it happen. No matter the need, no matter what you are going through, God has the answer. He is the answer. So you can trust him. He's able to make all grace abound towards you. Not only is God able, God is also willing. Because there are a lot of able people who are not willing to help. They've got the money, but they are not willing. They are not merciful. You see, God is merciful. The Bible says he is abundant in goodness and truth. That means God is a good God. He's more willing to bless you willing to be blessed. Did you hear that? I said God is more willing to bless you than you are willing to be blessed. I don't know how desperate you are for one blessing or the other. I don't know what you have called your next level. I don't know what you desire and you expect God to make happen for you. But the point is that God is more willing to bless you than you are willing to be blessed. Why? Because while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. We did not go to him with our plea. Oh, we plead with you. Please come die for us. No. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Not because the world was begging for his son. But he gave because he knew their need. He knew what they needed. He knew what they wanted. So he sent his son. The Bible says we love him because he first loved us. He's the Alpha. Always initiates everything first. Why? Because he's the Alpha. He's the initiator. So when your willingness meets God's overwhelming, overwhelming rather, willingness to meet your needs, then your needs are met. Glory to God. See, God is good. To be good means to provide and supply that which another needs in excess with so much willingness to make it available to the person and with so much patience to have the person get it. That means you are patient with the person until the person receives that which you have to offer. It's called goodness. I said it's called goodness. Amen. When you ask for one, God does not give you one. He gives you much more than one. Glory to God. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to his power that is at work in us. So when you ask for one naira, God gives you one million. Why? Because God is good. You know, in the world, they have misunderstood the concept of goodness. Someone sang a song one time. He said, the boy is good. You know, that means if you ask for two naira, he gives you 20 naira. It's called goodness. <laughs> you know, amen. I said, amen. God told me, he said, when your children ask for anything, give them more than they ask for. It's called goodness. Let them know that you're a good man. He says a good man, a good man, lays treasure, inheritances for his children's children. A good man. He's not selfish. He has given to the poor. He has dispersed abroad. His righteousness is everlasting. He's a good man. 
I said, God is good. Many of us, because of this, in Lagos, you hardly find people give things to people because, you see, everybody is like, ah, you know, I must keep the little I have. Why? Because people have not learned the goodness of God. God is good. I said, God is a good God. Amen? For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. God is a good God. God is a good God. It was Abraham that obeyed God. And then God says, beyond you, I will bless your generation. Is that not goodness? I should have blessed Abraham and leave Isaac to obey him too. But he said, look, I will bless Isaac because of Abraham. I will bless Jacob because of Abraham. I will bless Israel because of Abraham. I will bless, name it, because of Abraham. Is that not goodness? I said, is that not goodness? Come on, is that not goodness? You, you sign a pact with someone and say, your children's children can come into this pact. It's a generational deal between us because I love you. Is that not goodness? Come on, come on, church, talk to me now. I said, God is a good God. Hey, understand that. For some of you asking God for something, get ready for something bigger than you're asking God for. Because God is good. I said, because God is good. Uh-huh. And that's why when we come in contact with his word and receive his word, his nature is unveiled unto us. God's word is the revealer of God. No one can truly know God except by his word or through his word. What does that tell you? When God speaks to you, consider his word. Consider what he says. Consider how he says it. Consider what he did not say. Are you listening to me? So that you would not put your faith and trust in that. Consider what he says and put your faith in what he says. Because God's word reveals him to us. God is a good God. I said God is a good God. <laughs> now, between Adam and Moses was a dispensation. Between Moses and Christ, all right, was a dispensation. Between Christ and the catching up of the saints is another dispensation. Amen. And then the Lord says, in the ages to come, you see, that was an age, another age, another age. He says, in the ages to come, he's going to display his goodness to us. See, many of us, you have not, you bad <laughs> to why? Because God, <laughs> from here, you will enjoy and enjoy God in such a way that when you transcend and translate into glory, you will keep enjoying God. Because God is good. I said God is good. <laughs> I said God is good. Ask Abraham, he will tell you. Ask Pastor Shegun Obaji, he will tell you. All right? Maybe you should ask your neighbor. <laughs> I don't know whether he knows <laughs> that God is good or not. You know, but I know God is good. Ask your neighbor, are you aware God is good? Do you know God is a good God? God is a good God. Now, many of you, listen, I want you to receive this gospel. Many of you, you have a job right now, you feel like, ah, God is good. You are throwing a party and say, hey, let's celebrate the goodness of God. How many of us know we ought to celebrate the goodness of God? 
Many of us only celebrate birthdays, naming ceremonies, weddings. Amen. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. How many of you once celebrated, you just call your friends. Can we celebrate the goodness of God? I have plenty of food to eat and drinks and all that. But I mean, can you just come? Let's just. I mean, this, this God is good. I mean, let's just enjoy Him. Are you listening to me? You are enjoying Him. God is a good God. Someone says, Well, but I've, I've gone through or been through a lot in life. Listen, it's the goodness of God that has preserved you. If God were to slumber, for once, that ah, let me just take a rest. Ah, I've been working all this while. And then he goes, the devil will finish the whole world. Once. He just needs one second. But in the goodness of God, we are preserved. The God we serve neither sleeps nor slumber. There's no slackness with him. Glory to God. That's the God we serve. He loves you. And he wants to meet your need. Don't have this mindset or this strange idea that God is minding his own business in heaven and then we're about our own here on earth. If you don't take care of yourself, <laughs> God knows how to take care of himself. Oh. <laughs> you see, that's not the right mindset. I said God is good. I said God is good. The Bible says he will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. He's a good God. He will give grace and glory. He will give. He will give. Lift your hands and say, my God is a good God. One more time, say, my God is a good God. Hallelujah. So you see, the ministry of the word of God as it relates to or as it has to do with our specific needs. First and foremost, I want you to know that God has given us his word to better our lives. God's word always adds value to our lives. God's word is value-adding. And that's why anywhere God's word is received, the lives of the recipient are upgraded. Why? Because God's word will upgrade your life. It will take it to the next level. God has given us his word to better our lives, to change our lots, to improve us. And that's why when you come to church, you understand that this is the only institution on earth where God's word is taught. The reason people go to school is because they want, they desire better lives. True or false? Yeah. People, people labor their way through schooling. Why? Because they believe that after that BSc, after that MSc, after that you know, training somewhere, after that whatever, they will become better. Now, it tells you how much premium people have placed on Western education. Western education is good. Thank God for it. But you see, Western education, it's not spiritual education. Western education is not the light of life. We have several billions of dollars invested into education. 
at the primary level, secondary level, and then the tertiary level. Why? Because the government or government believes that when people are educated, they live a better life. They live a more qualitative life. Why? Because education opens up the mind to possibilities. Education removes mental limits. You begin to see things differently. The thing that you once saw as an impossibility, you look at it again with an enlightened mind and then you see possibilities in that same thing. Why? Your perspective has changed. It's still the same you that went through school. Two eyes, two ears, one nose, two nostrils, one mouth, two legs. The hardware has not changed. It has only become bigger. Amen? But you see, the mental capacity has changed because of the things that you have been exposed to. You were exposed to light, information. This is how to do things to get results. This is how to do things. You don't do it that way. You do it this way. And now you have possibilities running on your mind through Western education. But the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was with God in the beginning. All things were made by Him, and there was nothing made that was made without Him. In Him was life, life, let's all say life. And the life was the light of men. He says, this is the true light that lightens every man that comes into this world. The true light. What does that tell you? Western light is not the true light. As enlightening as it is, it is not a true light. Hello? Uh-huh. What then is a true light? The light of God's word. It does not only affect your mind. It affects the core of your being. He transforms you from inside out. The word of God has been given to us to better our lives. All over the world, they are trying to either alleviate or eradicate poverty, right? Uh -huh. But they've been trying to eradicate it, but it's still there. So they say, well, I think that eradication thing or eradicating thing is not going to work. Let's alleviate it. Let's, you know, um, reduce the effect and the impact on people. Amen. I said amen. But you see, what God's word does, God's word does not alleviate poverty. God's word eradicates it. God's word eradicates it. It, it. it sweeps it out entirely so, so much so well that when they look at your life, there wouldn't be any trace of it anymore. Are you listening to me? God's word has been given to us to better our lives. Did you get that? So anytime God's word is coming, beloved, open your heart to receive. I looked at the blessing. In Genesis 1 and verse 26, come, let us make man an image after likeness and on and on like that. And then, and then verse 27 says, Go, so God made man in his image and after his likeness, male and female created him and them and so on. And then in verse 28, look at verse 28. And God blessed them and distributed parcels of money to them. Huh? What did he do? And God blessed them and God said unto them, 
Did you see that? The blessing is a word of commandment. He said. He said. So when you come to church, all right, stop expecting passus of money. Amen? And passus of Gary and all that. If those things are good, somebody can bless you with that. It's all right. Amen? But above that, look for words. Let's not say words. Words that proceed from the mouth of God's anointed proclamations of faith in line with his word, prophetic utterances that will move you. When God's word comes into your life, it moves you forward. It moves you forward. God's word is an empowerment. I said God's word is an empowerment. You cannot doubt the fact that education is an empowerment. True or false? You can't doubt it. You see, God's word is the true light. So when it comes into you, it empowers you to fulfill your dream. It empowers you to become better. It empowers you to live a more qualitative life. That's what it does. Praise the Lord. <laughs> what you see in God's word is what you get. Did you get that? What you see in God's word is what you get. When God gives you his word, he wants you to make so much of his word. God's word is a divine, is his divine soft loan, his divine investment into your life. So whatever you make out of it is yours for the taking. God gives you his word so you can make so much of it. Hello? Uh-huh. He gives you his word. So that you can take his word as your initial capital in life. Excuse me, sir. What did Jacob leave his father's house with? Huh? A staff. What, what, what did he make out of the staff? <laughs> but you see, what did he leave with in the actual sense of it? The blessing. What is the blessing? The father, Isaac, blessed Jacob with the blessing of the dew of heaven. With the blessing of abundance of corn and wine. The fatness of the earth. The smell, the aroma of my son is as that of the field that the Lord has blessed. So he went home he left him rather with that. Now when he was to come back to his father's house, what happened to him? He came with so much, right? Where did he get the so much from? Someone says, well, from Laban. No, Laban didn't have that much when he came to him. True or false? Even Laban himself could not deny it. He admitted that God had blessed him because of Jacob. Hello? Laban was not that rich. So you see, the wealth that Jacob left with from Laban's house was not Laban's, came out of the blessing. 
What does that tell you? God's word is an investment. It's your initial capital in life. Did you hear that? When you get that initial capital in life, whatever you make out of it is your own. Jacob made so much of the blessing that his father Isaac placed on him. And that was the blessing of Abraham. He received those words. He lived in the consciousness of those words. He spoke those words to himself again and again. And he made so much of that blessing. It is very, very, very saddening to the heart of God that there are a lot of Christians who are not making so much out of God's word. Why? Because they don't know that true wealth is not material. I said true wealth is not material. Material wealth can grow wings and fly away. True wealth is not material. Did you get that? There's nothing wrong with material wealth. God wants to bless us with material wealth. But you see, if you treasure material wealth much more than the words of blessing that are commanded upon you every time we gather together in worship of our God, then something is wrong somewhere. God wants to give you another value, a, a different upgraded value system. So that you begin to treasure words. You begin to appreciate words. Are you listening to me? You begin to appreciate what God says. You lay so much premium on his word. Amen? Yeah. That's your life. I was wondering one time I said, what does it take to prosper? And then the Lord directed me to Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. He says, this is what it takes to prosper. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt what? meditate upon it how often, day and night, that thou mayest observe to do, according to all that is written therein. He says, then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, then thou shalt... See? I said, what? Is that all? He said, yes, that's all. I said, that's all it takes to prosper. Someone says, no, there are some other things. I said, that's all it takes to prosper. God said it. So you see, we prosper by making so much of God's word that we have received. That's how we prosper. When God's word comes to you, make of that word is yours. If you make so much out of it, it's yours. If you make so little out of it, it's yours. Be not deceived. God cannot be mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, the same is going to reap. If you sow into that word so much, you will reap so much out of the word. If you sow so little into the word, you reap so little. Amen? You see that? So that means in meeting our needs, we have to recognize the fact that God's word has been given to us to upgrade our lives, to better our lives. And God's word has been given to us so that we can make so much out of it.
I remember there was a brother who received God's word, prophetic word, Jeremiah 30 and verse 19. And then he began, he went home, he locked himself behind the door and began to declare, this is my word. He began to speak God's word. He began to meditate on the word of God. He began to say to himself, he began to say to himself until the word of God overwhelmed his mind. It was one of his friends that called him and said, we've been looking for you, all right? Yesterday, an international door opened to you. Amen. And he had been indoors three days just embracing God's word. This is my word. <laughs> this is my, it's my word. It's my word. And that was it for him. I said, that was it for him. Do you know, do you know that the thoughts people think perspectives the nurse of you are all products of the word of God that you have given expression to hello now some right now they are meditating on frustration how terrible Lagos is how impossible a place it has become why some are meditating on the goodness of God? How that in this darkness, the light of God's word will shine and the darkness will not be able to comprehend it. See what I'm saying? And it's happening for them. I said it's happening for them. Your case cannot be different. I want you to be serious with God's word. He says, my son, my son, do what? Give attention to my word. Incline your ears to my saints. Do not let them depart from thine eyes. Keep them where? In the midst of your heart. That means let it become your meditation. When you keep God's word in your heart, it has become your meditation. Are you listening to me? How many of us have taken time to begin to meditate and then in your meditation, you are lost in it. Looking and beholding how blessed you are and how you are going to manage so much that God has blessed you with. You are so deeply lost in the meditation of God's word that you are so overwhelmed, you cannot see anything contrary. You cannot see it. It, it does not make sense anymore. You have made so much of God's word. Are we together? Someone said, I have been meditating on God's word for so long a time. I have not yet prospered. Amen. You are already confused. Yeah. What is the confusion? The confusion is you have preferred somehow, somewhere in your heart, something to God's word. Hello? Something else to God's word. That's the confusion. Someone said, well, God said to sow, and I sowed, I sowed, I sowed, but I did not reap. <laughs> I said, God's word has been tried seven times in a furnace as silver. Tried seven times. Seven is the number of perfection. God's word cannot fail. God himself tried it. And then he saw that he said, this thing cannot fail. 
For every seed I have sown, I have received. I don't sow empty seeds. I sow in faith. I sow in love. I sow to receive. Glory to God. I don't say, I say, I've been giving all my life. Can someone help me out? Can someone tell me the, the problem? The problem is your unstableness, instability. The Bible says, let not such a man think he is going to receive anything of the Lord. For a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. If you're unstable in your finances, staggering at God's word or against God's word, it will affect your marriage. It's a matter of time. Notice it says a, man, a double-minded man is unstable in how many of his ways? Oh. God's word cannot fail. Did you hear that? God's word cannot fail. He says his covenant he will not break, nor alter the thing that is gone out of his lips. His word cannot fail. It cannot. If something is not working, I don't think it's God's word. It is a sin to think that way. I don't think it's God's word. You're asking, is something wrong with God's word? No. Nothing is wrong with God's word. Are you listening to me? You have to. You see, there are times the persuasion is not absolute yet. Ask anybody who has believed God for something and then received it. And let them share the process with you. There are times you feel you have believed, but you didn't actually believe. You didn't actually believe, rather. You didn't believe. Why? Because you thought you believed. The Bible says with the heart a man believes. Now, there are a lot of us who believe with our heads. Amen? And then expect something to happen. That's not the Bible kind of believing. There is a way to believe God. If you go by God's word, you will never fail. That's the truth. Because God's word is always true. Glory to God. <laughs> so what you see in the word is what you get. So what can you see? Tap your neighbor and say, what can you see? What can you see? What can you see? Someone says, you know, there was somebody I said, I see the whole world. I see greatness. I see, and I said, where? Where are you seeing it? He said, that's what I'm looking at. I can see it all around. I said, look, listen, you have to see it from within your spirit. Amen. How do you see by God's word? Meditation. Let's all say meditation. Yeah, that thou mayest observe. So you see, you observe with your heart. I said, you observe with your heart. You see with your heart. That's where you see from. I want you to be serious with God's word and begin to walk that word in your life consciously. Consciously. Let, let me say two more things and then I'll close. I have a lot here. Glory to God. This morning the Lord was just pouring so much into my spirit. I said, Lord, wow, this is, this is so... I began to write because I just didn't want to memorize everything. My brain couldn't take everything. Amen. <laughs> but my spirit could. Glory to God. See? God has given us his word so that we can effect changes by it. 
Let someone say effect changes. Yeah. God's word is a tool. God's word is an instrument. God's word is an hammer. When you take God's word, you can cause a change with God's word. Now, how do you cause a change with God's word? You take that word, let that word mingle with your spirit. Let that word mingle with your heart. Give attention to that word. Amen. Give attention to that word. Give attention to that word. Put that word before your eyes. Put that word in your heart. Meditate on God's word. When you go out there and then you see lack and poverty and you see fear and you see oppression and all those things, refuse to set your heart upon them. Set your heart upon the word. When the prophetic utterance comes forth, receive it at its face value. I said to someone one time, by the Spirit of God, it's not all the time we tell people, now I'm speaking by the Spirit of God, the anointing is on me now, it's so strong, it's so strong, thank you very much. It's so strong, it's so strong, it's so strong, you know? <laughs> we, were, we were joking and all that. I said, before this year runs out, you're getting married. He said, amen, I received that. And it happened on the 26th of December, that year. You know, have you, have you heard of people getting, you know, married on Boxing Day? <laughs> Praise God. It happened. Glory to God. Why? Because, you see, he made something out of that. And that was close to the end of the year. Amen. I said amen. So in church, we deal in words. What are we dealing here? Words. We deal in words. Words. So when words come forth, it may be a word of knowledge. It may be a prophetic utterance. It may be word from the written word as we declare it. Amen. You receive that as your next level. And then there's a change. There's a transformation. That's how it works. That's how it works. You see. So you put that word in your mouth and then you begin to speak the word to effect changes in your life. I once asked this question, I said, how many times do people say they are blessed daily in one day? All right? You're driving, I'm a blessed man. I am blessed. I'm prosperous in the name of Jesus. In the toilet, you say it. Amen? Under the shower, you say it. I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Why are you saying this? You see, 
you are programming your life for success. You are programming your life for success. You are speaking God's word that will count in your life. That's what you're doing. And that's what's going to count. Amen? I said, that's what's going to count. Glory to God. <laughs> I am blessed. One more time, say, I am blessed. Now, listen, don't be discouraged. When I didn't have a dime in my pocket, it's, I have not changed. I'm like my father. Amen. When I didn't have a dime in my pocket, I was screaming it. You remember my yellow shirt and brown pair of trousers? Can you imagine the combination? And she said yes at that time. Glory to God. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Yellow shirt. I had just two pairs of trousers. And then three shirts. <laughs> Boy, I was screaming it. Blessed. Oh, blessed. My shoes were inclined at critical angles. Amen. I had induced bow legs. Induced. Induced. You understand? It's, there are some bow legs that are not bow naturally. <laughs> induced. <laughs> but I kept saying it. I am blessed. I'm blessed. I'm going to walk with my God. I walk with Jehovah. I walk with him. I walk with him. Oh, I love the Lord my God. With all my heart, I am blessed. I am blessed. On PG Mountain. Blessed, man. Oh, blessed, 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 blessed. I will scream it. And then the lizards will gather, witnessing to God's word that this guy is indeed blessed. Out of the mouth of two or more witnesses, every word shall be established. Amen. I'm blessed, blessed, blessed. Blessed, blessed. I kept saying it. Prosperous, blessed. And see, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You ain't seen nothing yet. What, what you're seeing now is just, this is not, it doesn't look like it at all. You know, you remember I said it. You remember, you are witnesses. Say your own to your neighbor. Say you're a witness. I'm a blessed man. Uh-huh. You're a witness to it. Speak God's word to effect changes in your life. Listen, you can't be saying all the evil out there with your mouth and say, God understands my heart. He understands what I'm thinking about. All this confession thing, confession thing. They don't judge. They're just limiting people. I'm no longer expressive. <laughs> Look at you. What kind of expression is that? Let's say the way it is. I'm poor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then the person says, let me frank now. Say it so that God can help you. That's not what the word of God says. He says, let the poor say, I am rich. You see, that's how you say, you don't, you, you don't, you don't just open your mouth and say just anything, all the dirty things and all the negative things and expect all the positive things. Have you not read that a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruits of his lips? A man's belly. So it's not food that satisfies you. It's your words. That's why people eat and they are not satisfied. It's not food that will give you satisfaction. It's what you see. He says, all creature of God is good, nothing to be refused if accepted with thanksgiving. It is what? Set apart, sanctified with the word and prayer. It is the word that sets apart the food. If it's Gary 
and you say, blast in Jesus' name. Yeah. All right? Someone says, what kind of life is this? And all that, listen, what kind of life? You just call it a name and so be it. Because God has given man the power of nomenclature. When, when Adam said, this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh shall be called woman, God didn't say no. Call it terrible life, that is what it is. There's no prophet under heaven that can change it. Amen? So, you see, uh, he's, 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 and then sometimes you may see someone <laughs> driving a brand new car. Ole, ole, burku. I want thieves. I don't, don't do that. You see, don't concern yourself with whether or not the, or whether or not the person stole money to buy that car. Don't you love a brand new car? That's the point. I'm not in support of thieves. Are you listening to me? It's the Bible says, let him who used to steal, steal no more. So I'm not in support of, but it's a new car. That's the fact. And I like it. Do you, do you understand? It's, that's the point here. No, it's all this dirty politics. See, the Lord will punish them. It's anger. The Lord will not punish them. They will get born again. And some of them, if you're not careful, will pastor you. Yeah, that's the truth. The goodness of God leads on. They will pastor you if you're not careful. Your bitterness will... will you know, <laughs> don't, don't let it say. Don't let us say it will multiply. The, Lord, the Lord's mercy is upon you. Amen. <laughs> Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says, who is he that loves life? All right. And wants to live many days. What does it say he should do? It says he should refrain his tongue from speaking evil and his lips from speaking guile. Guile. The Bible says, speak not evil of any man. Amen. I said amen. See that? The Lord taught me, every evil you speak of anybody cuts short your lifespan. I said, hey, I repent, Lord. Because that's God's word. If you love life, how many of us love life? And you want many days. Look at it. For he that will love life and see good days. Let's not say good days. And at another place, you know, it says many days. Let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. I love good days. I will be packing my bag and baggages. I'm taking to my heels. Amen. And I won't join them. I want to live long. Amen. Longevity is God's plan for me. With long life, he satisfies me. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his word, he meditates how often? Day and night. Day and night. You see, do you know, Many of us have not taken this thing as business yet. You see, I, I love my job. When it comes to doing my job, I'm faithful. I do my job. But you see, the job you are not doing. It's a job you are doing. Thank God for that. 
It's good to be faithful. You do your job. But you see, the job, the job, what is the whole duty of man? Huh? He says duty. Hey. <laughs> Hallelujah. Get involved in this thing. Be serious with it. Wake up in the morning and sit down. You know, cross your leg, sit down. Begin to talk God's word to yourself. And begin to speak God's word. Be business-minded with this thing. Are you listening to me? Let there be that business-mindedness with God's word. When you're coming to church, all right, saddle yourself with the consciousness of the fact that you are going to school. Did you hear that? You are going to school. And what are you going to school for? You are going to school to be empowered. You are going to receive God's word that will change your life. When I want to give offerings, I don't just dump it there. Oh God, you are my source. I trust your word that says, give and it shall be given unto me. I thank you because you meet every need. I give you praise for your abundance. I'm doing this in faith. And I thank you because I'm sustained by you. And then you cast it. It's done in faith. Whatever is not done according to God's word is not done in faith. Did you get that? Huh? I am blessed. Look to your neighbor, say, I am blessed. Look to someone else, say, I am blessed. Say it again, say, I am blessed. One more time, 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 say, I am blessed. Take the tapes, the messages that have been preached. Have a time you lock up yourself and pray and receive God's word and say it to yourself. That's what is going to create the next level. God has given us his word so that by his word we can effect changes in our lives. So you can always have it the way you want it. I say you can always have it the way you want it. Get God's word that addresses that thing, and then you begin to effect changes in your life. Someone says, for how long will I do that? Until you begin to see what God says, you will see. Amen. You put that word in your mouth and begin to say it. He's working at every moment you speak that word. Something changes. Something changes. Favor takes one step closer. Another step closer. Somebody's thinking well about you. Somebody's thinking well of you. Something is happening somewhere. Somewhere at that time. Through someone. Through systems and institutions. Something is shifting because of you. Say, I've been confessing, but I don't know. It's, it's like it's not working. Don't talk that way. If you give up on God's word, what else can work and what, what else will work for you? No, show me. You give up on God's word. I've been confessing all this while. Nothing has changed. 
So what are you saying? Someone came and said, man of God, I've been confessing God's word all this while. Nothing has changed. What else can I confess? <laughs> I said, Lord is your help. All right, I, I don't know. You see, you've been confessing God's word. Can you imagine? We don't believe that way. Say, I am blessed. One more time, say, I am blessed. One more time, say, I am blessed. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. I said, Amen. Sometimes you, you and your wife are viewing um, the news, and then you see some things, and then you hold the hand of your wife in agreement. You put off the TV. Let's make confessions for the next 30 minutes. All right? And then you begin to declare. You begin to speak words. He says, open your mouth wide and I what? Fill it. If you open your mouth small, he will fill it small. If you open it wide, he will fill it big. God says, when you open it wide, I'll fill it. I'll fill it with wonders. I'll fill it with miracles. We have to learn to use God's word to effect changes in our lives. The same way when a medical doctor is stuck in his or her consultation, what does he do? Or what does she do? She will go back to the textbooks, right? Okay, this drug that I'm about to prescribe, if he uses this, my patient uses this drug with the other one, what will be the effect? Sometimes he or she goes online. Amen. People use textbook knowledge to solve problems. Christians ought to use the word of God to effect changes in their lives. You will find it out and say, eh about this thing, what has God said? And then you find that said, you take it from the pages of the Bible and then you bring it into that situation and you begin to say it from your heart, having meditated on it. You begin to speak it to that situation. This is what God has said concerning this and I command it to change. I speak right now. I command a change in the name of Jesus. You command it. For some, it may take one week. For some, it may take one month before you see the physical manifestation. But the truth is, at every moment, at every time, you said that word in faith. Something shifted in the spirit. God's word is efficacious. Let me close with that. God's word is efficacious. Don't forget that. God's word is efficacious. God's word is efficacious. Isaiah chapter 55. Let's start the reading from verse 10. God's word is effective. That's what it means. God's word can deliver. God's word can deliver. It has delivery ability. It's efficacious. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and board, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. 
Look at it. He says, for go ahead, verse 11, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me. Look at God. God says, that word I have spoken, it will not return unto me void. And then someone is saying it's not working. <sighs> Come to terms with God. Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Thereby good shall come unto thee. Come to terms with God. He's working. God's word is working for me. He's working in my situation. He's working in my home. It is working in my family. For every seed I sow, I receive multiples. Someone came to me and said, the Lord said I should give you this. A big envelope. I won't tell you how much. Big. He said, the Lord said I should give you this. I said, indeed, he spoke to you. Bring it. Amen. <clears throat> because my expectation was high. For every seed I sow, I receive multiples of harvest. Hallelujah. Give and it shall. He didn't say it may be given unto you. It shall. It's a law. Are you listening to me? It shall. It shall be given unto you and yours. Your children will enjoy it. Your children's children will enjoy it. Because when God is talking to you, he's talking to you and all the children in your loins. Both the ones that have come forth and the ones that are still there waiting to come forth. <laughs> Glory to God. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return. It shall not return. It shall not return unto me void. You know, the mistake some people make is when they believe God for something and then it materializes, they just go into rest. They just relax. Amen. You better be preparing for the next level. What you say now is the seed that you are sowing for your next level. God's word in your mouth, you are confessing now. The prayers you are praying now, the declarations you are making now, alright, in your closet, is the seed for the next level. So there's no, there's no time that, oh, thank God, God has done it. Amen. You are speaking for the next level. You are sowing that seed, the seed of God's word. You see, when things happen all of a sudden, and there's an explosion, in our lives. Sometimes we wonder, when did I pray for this? Amen. Those words, those declarations, those proclamations you made. Alright. They have filled the cloud over your life. And now the rain is pouring down. Are you listening to me? Huh? It's pouring down on you. Rain. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall prosper. I love that. It shall prosper. Look at it. It shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. It shall accomplish that which I please. It shall accomplish it. God's word will accomplish. It will prosper. It will prosper. It will prosper. You see, scientists design drones, all right? And they trust those drones to deliver. They just set the thing and with the right bearing, and then, then those drones will go, and then they attack. Pa, 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 pa. 
and then they turn back to their base. Can you imagine? And you see, those guys remoting those things, they send rockets into space and they expect that the rocket will prosper. And then God speaks and he says, you wonder, God does not understand what you are saying. If those guys could design something and with so much precision and accuracy, they can sit back and know that, look, this thing is a done deal. They set the bearing. It will follow that path. Hey. It will, it will follow. Man designed that. It will follow that path. It will bring down its target. Pa, 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 pa. Very sweet. To, 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 and then shh, comes back to his base. No pilot in that sense. Physical pilot in it. They set it. They computerize it. Think about that. And then God, who made the brain of man that created drones, is saying, you prosper. He say, really? Say, I prosper. One more time, say, I prosper. You see, God's word will go through the, the right projectile and get done what it has been sent to do. <laughs> Did you get that? It will prosper. It will not fail. Oh God, your word prospers in my life. <laughs> Glory to God. Lord, the drones of men prosper. They hit their targets. Yours cannot miss your target. It is not possible. Eh? You receive that word. You refuse to let go of that word. You put that word before you. You put that word. I, I know what I'm saying. You put that word before you. You refuse to let go of it. Amen. You refuse to let go. You begin to see it. You see it in the morning. No matter the need. No matter the lack around you. You take that word. You begin to address that need. You begin to call for those things that be not as though they had been already. You begin to speak it according to God's word. Your word prospers in the thing that you have sent it to do. Your word accomplishes its purpose, its mission in my life. And you begin to put that word to work. Put that word to action. The Bible says, whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continues daring, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. He says, that man shall be blessed in his deeds. You put that word to work. Hello? You put that word to work. The Lord shall arise and have mercy upon Zion. We have come unto Mount Zion, the city of the living God. I have come unto Mount Zion. He says, you shall arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yea, the set time is now, 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 today. This is the season. I have come unto Mount Zion. This is my prophecy. I am the Zion of the living God. In the name of Jesus, I am highly favored. Favor is mine. You say it in understanding. Favor is mine. Favor is mine. Favor is mine. God is the lifter up of my head. I am exalted. I am exalted. I am lifted. Amen. And when God lifts a man, nobody can put him down. 
Amen. Did you get that? So you see, the ministry of God's word, as it addresses our needs, use that word. It has been spoken. Let me give you the scripture and then we close. Hebrews chapter 13, very quickly. And verse 5. Quickly, 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 quickly. And then we put God's word to work and then we close. Hallelujah. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. You know he said that. He hath said. That's one part. He hath said. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He hath said that. You know there are a lot of people who know what God has said. I know what God has said. That's not a confession. I said that's not a confession. I know what God has said concerning me. I know what God has said. That's not a confession. He had said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Why did he say that? That we may boldly, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. And I will not fear what man shall do unto me. He had said, he will never leave thee nor forsake thee. What is that to you? You remember Psalm 112, talking about the house of a righteous man. He says, wealth and riches are in his house. He had said, wealth and riches are in the house of a righteous man. That you may boldly say, what? I don't know when we'll buy chairs in this house. I don't know when the kitchen will look. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Are you sure you don't know? Are you ignorant of God's word? Is that what you're saying? Say, I know. One more time, say, I know. You know what God has said for the purpose of saying it. He hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake you, that you may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. The Lord is my helper. Amen. Say, the Lord is my helper. One more time, say, the Lord is my helper. And I'm going to say, well, who is going to help me in this Lagos? I don't know anybody. Do you know the Most High? Do you know God? The Lord is my helper. Come on, say it. Come on, say it. Say it, come on. Say it, come on. When will I be able to afford that thing? When will I be able? It's a question. In the name of Jesus, I like that thing and I, will, I can afford it in Jesus' name. I'm going to buy it. Amen? Because it is needful. I need it. it. This is not covetousness. This is not just, you know, coveting everything, you know, in the street. I need this thing. I will buy it. I'm going to buy that thing. In the name of Jesus Christ, I am empowered to buy it. Are you listening to me? And then when you talk that way, you are opening the door for the resources to come so you could buy it. I am blessed. One more time, say it. I am blessed. One more time, say I am blessed. I have more than enough. My God is able to make all grace abound towards me. He makes all grace abound towards me. 
in the name of Jesus, I have all sufficiency in all things. I abound unto every good work, unto every good work, unto every good work, unto every good work. In the name of Jesus, I am blessed, blessed in the city. I love the Lord my God. I love the Lord my God. You see, that's how to prosper. God says, love me. And then you say, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Oh, I love you, Lord. There was a day I was meditating for almost seven hours. I was saying just one thing. I love you, Lord. Until my heart agreed with that statement. I love the Lord, my God. I love the Lord, my God. I love the Lord, my God. I love him. I love him. I love you, Lord. Oh, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. I love you. I love you with all my heart. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Oh, I love you, Lord. I love the Lord, my God. Amen. You're saying that it will register on the inside of you. Something is happening on the inside as you say that again. Words filled with faith are powerful. They are powerful. They can change things. So that's what we're going to do now. Amen. We're going to do that and then we'll pray and then we'll give words as the Spirit of God gives us. And then we'll close. We'll take communion and then we'll close. Huh? Praise God. I said praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. Yeah. That's how to put God's word to work to meet your needs. We call this budget paid for. In the name of Jesus Christ, we call it paid for. Having prayed, having asked the Father for supplies, having believed you received. Amen. And then you begin to call it done. You call it done. Jesus got to the tomb of Lazarus. He said, Father, I thank you because you have heard me. And then he said, Lazarus, come forth. The question is, when did he pray? See, he had prayed before he got there. To the tomb of Lazarus. So he was giving thanks, having asked for the restoration of Lazarus. He believed he had received from the Father. And then, proclamation Lazarus, come forth. Having prayed, having believed you have received, you begin to proclaim. I have it. In the name of Jesus, I have it. In the name of Jesus, I have supplies. In the name of Jesus, I have so. See, be business minded. Not uh, uh, they said we should confess. They said so. See, this is not. Be convinced. This is God's word. Not that they said it. This is something that is producing and is productive. You are saying it because you know it is God's word. It will come to pass. It will not fail. You are convinced you are walking the word. You're walking this thing. If you are business minded, this is not, eh, this, eh, look, they said, well, we have to buy this. Yes, we'll buy it. In the name of Jesus, it is bought. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we have more than enough. We have more than enough. We have more than enough. And then you see God's provision. Please be upstanding. Let's declare God's word as we close.
Oh, Jesus, I'm so fired up. Is someone fired up as myself? Amen. I'm so fired up. Fired up in my spirit. Oh, glory to God. God's word is producing. God's word is working. He's working. He's working. He's working. He's working. Now, I want you to declare concerning yourself, your life. The Lord says, Say ye unto the righteous, it shall be well with him. For he shall eat the fruit of his labor. How many righteous men do we have here? Wave your hands. Say amen. Begin to declare in the name of Jesus. I have more than enough. I am blessed. I am blessed. It is well with me. Go ahead and declare it. It is well with me. It is well with me. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. I have more than enough. I have more than enough in all my endeavors. In the name of Jesus. For my God is able to make all grace abound towards me. He makes all grace abound towards me. He makes all grace abound towards me. He makes all grace. My God makes all grace. Grace for health. Grace for prosperity. Grace for peace. Grace for increase. Grace for, for, for stability. Grace for establishment. In the name of Jesus. He makes all grace abound towards me. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. Blessed beyond the curse. Blessed in the city. Blessed in the field. Blessed everywhere I turn. In the name of Jesus. We know you've been blessed by this message. For further information and details on how to be a partner, please contact Shago Badger Teaching Ministries on plus 234-7066-453122 or plus 234-80601-00093. Stay blessed.